This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, exclusively on the Bun 2.0, KBUNFM 104.5. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors is sponsored by DS Beverages, Paul Bunyan Country's distributor of Anheuser-Busch and Budweiser. By Northern Surplus Northern Outdoors in downtown Bemidji and Bonded Lock and Key, your home for Liberty Gun Safes. The subject today on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors is water. And we are talking with Annie Butler-Ricks. She is the executive director of the Headwater Science Center. Welcome to the show, Annie. Thank you. Well, we talked with Dick Beardsley last week about, uh, actually two weeks ago, by the time this one airs, uh, about uh, the fishing aspects of this. But uh, what prompted the fishing seminars and the fun fishing things you're doing is this traveling exhibit that has found its way to the Headwater Science Center. Tell us all about it. Yes. So the exhibit is called We Are Water, Minnesota. And I love that because I think especially up north. We are yes, water. We consider ourselves, you know, loving water. So as you mentioned, it's a traveling exhibit and it's a community engagement program also. So it's not meant to just be an exhibit at the Science Center, but it's supposed to be us bringing people together to talk about water, to build relationships. And for almost the past year, I've been working with different people in the community um, to plan programs that bring people together about water. Well, you know, and, and from an outdoor show standpoint, um, you know, uh, in Minnesota, like you say, water is everything about it. It's whether you're fishing, uh, whether you're duck hunting, mm-hmm. you know, um, whether you want forests to grow, everything involves water. It really does. And I think that's one thing that's great about this exhibit and programming is that we all have different relationships with water. Right. So I don't fish and um, I've made some mistakes in the last week that people have really found out I don't fish. (laughs) I appreciate fishing so much. But, um, you know, someone who fishes versus me, we have very different relationships with water. And if we can just come together and talk about them, I think it can really um, be great for all of us. And it can even, you know, bridge divides. We have a commonality, but yet we view something such as water really differently. You know, I was talking with Dick about this, too. there are nations and places in the world where wars have been fought over water. We've got an abundance here. We take it for granted. Um, is that what this exhibit kind of is to try to get us to not take it for granted? Yeah, I think a lot of it is about thinking about the water we have. Um, they, you know, people say that you often take for granted what's in your own backyard, right? So people in New York City haven't, I don't know, gone to the top of the Statue of Liberty or people in Arizona haven't gone to the Grand Canyon, sort of things like that. We obviously interact with water on a daily basis. But just thinking about that, um, you know, we are in a really unique location in Minnesota in that we know water flows into Minnesota. We are right near where... um, the triple continental scale water divide. And so water flows three directions out of here. Mm-hmm. If you just drive west, just past Bagley, water actually f- flows north. And do we think about that very often? Do we think about which way the river flows, you know, once we get over there? So, uh, yeah, I think it's about bringing people together, thinking about what's right here in our own backyard. So what? are we going to experience when we come to the Headwater Science Center to check out this exhibit? Right. So the exhibit is made for people of all ages, but I will say there is a lot in there for adults or older kids, definitely kids who can read. Um, So the exhibit is right when you come in the front door. Um, It actually follows our river that's on our carpet um, of our uh, first floor of the Science Center. And there will be things in there from personal stories about water from members in our community to um, if you want to know a little bit more about what's in the water. So how do nitrates affect our water or phosphates? That's sort of the sciencey side. Um, 
to a place where you can um, write your own water story and put it on a big map of the Bemidji area um, and read other people's stories from people who have visited the Science Center or that we collected before the exhibit opened. Uh, if you come with kids, there's a great little puppet theater where kids can um, act out their own water stories, their own fish stories. Um, that's been a really big hit. There are books to read with kids. There's a fence, which sounds sort of interesting, but it's the idea of talking to someone else on the other side of the fence and making sure you know you can communicate about anything. Um, there's little games you can play. There's all sorts of things that you can do. Now, this is not something you put together. This is a traveling exhibit put together by who? Yes. So the Minnesota Humanities Center um, is the group that... Um, is really putting it together, but they are working with four Minnesota state agencies and the Minnesota Historical Society. And all of those partners contributed to different parts. So um, one example is um, Department of Agriculture is a sort of newish member to the project, and they put together a section on farming in our area. And so each state agency helps contribute to um, the exhibit content. Okay. And to get to the Headwater Science Center to see this, uh, what are the hours? What is the admission mm -hmm. cost? How do we go about doing this? Right. So we are open six days of the week right now. We're closed on Tuesdays. We're open Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, 930 to 5, and Sundays, 1 to 5 p.m. Admission is $9 for an adult. That's $6 for kids, $8 for veterans um, or seniors. Or you can buy a family membership, which is just a great deal. Mm -hmm. So you can just find out that info on our website. Um, we are located downtown between 4th and 5th on Beltrami Avenue, really quite visible location. And we just love to have people come in and see the exhibit and talk about water. Um, one of the other things that uh, is going along with this is, um, you, like I talked with Dick, um, all the fishing-oriented things. How did that come about? Right. So this came about working with sort of um, community partners, people who were interested in water, and seeing what did we want to do. And we really decided to... Um, Focus on what people like up here, and a lot of that with water is fishing, um, especially with it being cold outside and the water being frozen. Even though we have a lot of other activities that are water-related in Bemidji, um, I, you know, dragon boats come to mind. It's not quite the right season to do that. So got a group of people together, and they were really interested in fishing, and um, it just really took off. And it's been really fun working with different groups. And those uh, fishing seminars are Mondays through the... I think the first week of January, and you've got some other um, – I know you're going to do some fishing finally. I am. I'm going to go ice fishing for the first time. That will be on um, Saturday, December 15th from 2 to 4 p.m. Um, I will be going with Dick Beardsley. We'll be going probably right off Library Park, so if anyone wants to come on over from the Science Center, they can. Um, and then Gary Rosman, the director of the History Center in town, will also be going because we're both newbies to ice fishing. <laughs> we will be doing a live feed into the Science Center, and we'll have some um, activities going on in the Science Center. We'll have some macroinvertebrates that people can look at, a fish ID challenge, some fish printing, and other fun activities like that. Okay. I know, yeah, Gary, I mean, obviously, the History Center would know that water is hugely important in this area. For a long, long time, not just recently. Yes, yes, it's so true. So what, as you looked at this exhibit, what was one of the things that really struck you that hey, maybe you didn't know or be that just kind of said, wow? Oh, that's a good question. I think when I first heard about the exhibit and was trying to decide if I should bring it here, I really liked the aspect that it combined science with the humanities and with 
art and with everything else. The idea is that it's a community engagement initiative. Um, anyone who knows me knows that I'm a big science nerd and I'm very, very proud of that. But not everyone is and that's okay. <laughs> um, and so I really like that this has something for everyone. It has something um, for for people who fish. It has pe- things for people who are, you know, sort of science nerds. It's got the humanities aspect. So I love that. I also just love um, bringing people together. And I just think that's really crucial. Anything in there about, um, you know, what we can do to protect the water in Minnesota? Yes, there is. There is a section on that that just um, educates a little bit um, about so something that um, I think a lot of women are starting to understand is that there are uh, microbeads, plastic microbeads in face washes. There's a little bit of educating about that, so that. A lot of those things are hurting our water, even though we can't really see them. And we don't even know. We don't often think about what's in our face wash. So there's things like that that are educational and are things that we can actually do on a daily basis and aren't sort of these big monumental life changes that we have to make. Yeah. Have you on the early date seen uh, interest in this? Yes, we had a really um, – Saturday was our opening day. We had a great turnout for that. Um, a lot of people really enjoying the exhibit, writing their own water story as part of the exhibit, looking at stories that other people have written and really just um, interacting with it. Okay. Um, tell us about them. I- I'm interested in the family memberships. Yeah. So family memberships um, are $85 for anyone living in a household. We're pretty generous on that description. Um, And that is for the entire year. It gets you into the Science Center for completely for free. It gives you discounts um, in our science store or for different programming that we do in addition. And then we have reciprocity at over 300 museums all over the country and even the world where um, if you travel, you can get into the Duluth Children's Museum for free or the Science Museum of Minnesota for free. Um, And that is just a great benefit. I plan my family vacations around what science centers I can take my kids to. (laughs) Well, is is the $85 fee per person in a household? Nope, that's that's for an entire household for a year. So just two and a half visits for a family of four to the Science Museum. Um, That sort of is what it would take to make up that. Well, what other, I mean, the water one is here till when? It's here through mid-January. Okay. And then uh, you have the the permanent stuff that's that's always here. What are some of the things people would experience? We do. So one of our newer exhibits, especially for people interested in the outdoors, um, is we have an exhibit about mercury in fish. And um, it's just, uh, it's an interactive exhibit where you get to sort of plot, use some math skills, but it's not difficult, I promise, and see what fish have more mercury in them and see a trend line. That's something that's newer um, and is really fun. The animals are always a big hit with people. Uh, and we have a newish augmented reality sandbox that's actually also talking about water. And it uses um, an Xbox Connect, and I honestly see more adults playing in it than kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and, yeah, and that's, I mean, when we go now to see the uh, the water exhibit, we can also experience all those things at the yes. Science Center as well. Yep. Okay. They are all there. And for those who, you know, and, we, and we've talked before but uh, on different shows, but for those who have not heard, how about how many people make it to the Science Center every year? So we have over 27,000 people that come every year. Wow. And I just think that's amazing. No other museum in the United States is in a, you know, if you think about the size of the town, really almost doubles the size of the town on who comes and visits. Yeah. So that's really impressive, and I think it speaks to the fact that we really have the need for informal 
science education, which is what a museum is, mm-hmm. a science museum, that we have a need for it. We don't have one closer to us. I guess the next two closest science centers are in Winnipeg um, and the Twin Cities. So, Okay. Going back to water for a second, if I remember you talking a couple of weeks ago, I think you, I heard you talking about the logo so and, and, and water being involved in that. And so that's always been a kind of a part of the Headwater Science Center. It has. And sometimes tourists get confused and think we are the headwaters of the Mississippi and we have to direct them to Itasca State Park. <laughs> but we are the Headwaters Science Center, not just because we're near the headwaters of the Mississippi, but because we are near these um, three really important watersheds. And that's really great and really phenomenal in yeah. Minnesota. Well, this exhibit is going on now and again, you said through mid-January. Yep, about January 15th. Okay. And you're like the only science museum or science entity that is that is hosting this traveling event. Right. It travels to six more locations after us. It's already been at the um, University of Minnesota. And most of the other locations are um, historical centers or universities or um, tribes. And so we're pretty unique in that we are the only science center hosting it. Okay. So again, that's through mid-January and it's there whenever you can get to the Science Center. Saturday or Monday nights, you're having the seminars through early January. Through January January 7th. 7th. Mm -hmm. And uh, the 15th, you're going to Ice Fish. Yes. It'll be great. (laughs) Okay. Annie Butler-Riggs is the uh, Executive Director of the Headwater Science Center. Check out the new We We Are Water Minnesota. Correct? Yes. Okay, Annie, thanks for coming in and telling us all about this. Thank today. you so much. Hey, we're not done yet. Coming up next, Brian Bro Bros Doll Talks Ice Fishing. More of the great outdoors with Kev Jackson next on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, sponsored by DS Beverages, Bonded Lock and Key, and Northern Surplus Northern Outdoors. Check us out at kbunsportsradio.com. Click on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, and you can subscribe to the podcast on Podcast One and iTunes. All right, we're checking in with one of our favorite people, Brian Bro Brosdahl, who, uh, you love ice fishing, don't you, bro? Ice fishing is my favorite uh, fishing. You know, I... I, I do like open water when you're hammering on fish, but there's something special about ice, and you can only get it here in the uh, in the North Country. No question. I know one of the things you like about it, you're like a walking furnace, so you, you love the cold temps. Oh, I, I do. I, uh, <laughs> I, I used to scoop out the ice even when it was 20 below with my hand, and not as much anymore. You get, you know, after a while, I'm getting a little bit older, but <laughs> I tell you what, yeah, I, I do like cold. I sleep in cold. Even in the summer, I get the air on. I just love cold. <laughs> okay. Well, it, it, we haven't had, you know, ridiculously cold, but we've had really great ice-making weather. It sounds like uh, pretty much all the lakes have good, solid ice now. Yeah, it's actually way ahead of schedule, and it, it's one of those years. I mean, comparatively, if you look down south, they get their ice usually after Christmas, or Michigan gets it after the first of the year. They start creeping out on the lakes. They're fishing in Wisconsin, uh, southern Wisconsin, and starting to fish in parts of Michigan already. Wow. And we're way ahead. Uh, I've been ice fishing for, I've had four inches of ice that I've been on for over a month. And, uh, of course, uh, the shallow lakes are the ones that usually freeze up first, and they're usually the best ones. And 
but yeah, I've, I've been I've been chasing fish for over a month how's the, on on the ice. How's the bite been? Our bite was phenomenal on Red Lake. You just catch fish after fish after fish, and then as the uh, you know the pre- the pressure and the the traffic from the machines, and then now I've seen a lot of trucks out there. I'm still using a machine because I don't want to. I don't want any problems, and, right. uh, and you can scoot, scoot around real nice on a four wheeler or snow snowmobile. Uh, but just getting away from the the crowds definitely helps uh, get you on more fish. And uh, but it, I've been up there a couple of different times when I'm back from my pro road show, and uh, it, it's a great place to go. You know you're going to get bit, and if if you don't want to work hard, you can just throw a minnow down there on a glow shot jig. And put a fathead down, and it's going to get bit. And uh, if, if you jig, you're going to get bit. So it's any way you want to fish it. And it's a it's a wheelhouse mecca because you can bring the whole family, drop it down, and your kids are going to catch walleyes. Your wife is going to catch walleyes. You're going to catch walleyes. So, but I've been uh, going out in red, and uh, everybody's got the big race to get to the center island. But that'll have 500 houses on it on a weekend. <laughs> but Moving away from that area, you're gonna you got to get a little bit away from the crowd. You're gonna get bit. So just remember the best. Some of the best uh, depths have been 12 to 13 feet of water. And don't forget, if you got multiple days up there, don't forget about the shoreline because everybody goes past it like it's old news. Well, that when the shoreline gets quiet, guess where they go? <laughs> right. You know, and I was I was just talking to a guy who was was up there, and he'd had several good days in a row. But then last Saturday, of course, it was in pretty perfect weather, and it was really busy. And he said that just shut him down for that one stretch of time. So yeah, you want to find oh, yeah. a, kind of a quiet spot if you can. Well, and even uh, I just went out in the middle of nowhere, just drove out. There are some ridges there to watch out for, so follow. Uh, you know, get, get on the accesses and tell, go where they tell you. But uh, on my machines, I, I followed a ridge that went all the way across between JRs and Mort's. And that ridge kind of curves and goes towards uh, Beacon Harbor. But as you get way out in the middle there, I was catching perch and walleye. It didn't matter where I stopped. I caught walleyes everywhere. And there's some big ones in there this year. We're seeing some 22 to 24 inches. Not real common, but don't think that you're just going to get little eaters. And bring a ruler. Don't forget to bring them a way to measure them because... A lot of them are right on that edge of 17, and you could have four fish, one over 17. So, you know, you don't want to have uh, too many uh, 17s and up. So always bring a ruler and bring plenty of glow shot spoons and jigs. And, and my advice to you is bring uh, red, pink, and gold. Those are the colors, and uh, a minnow head works better than a half a minnow or a full minnow jig on the spoon and then on the jig. Uh, crack the, the light in there, and uh, they just eat it. They love that glow up there, and I've done really well. And a plain hook will work. A super glow hook just for the minnow uh, works really well also. But uh, consistent bites, and there are some fish going on on the other lakes. Uh, just remember, there's no shortcuts for ice. You have to drill the whole way, even before you take the machine. So safety first. If you ain't drilling a hole, don't take the machine. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so you have heard of some reports on other lakes, too? Well, yeah, a lot a lot of the uh, shallower uh, basins have capped over really well, and, and there's everywhere from 
a six inches of ice up to a foot in some spots. But re, but remember, I mean, even on lakes that I fish, I drill and I have found three, four inches of ice, especially where there's little 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 snow banks and stuff. So, and I've I've seen some people drive uh, machines and and trucks and I've never seen them drill. That's a gamble not worth taking. And I see it all the time, and I've watched people go through the ice. It's not worth it uh, just to take a shortcut. If you have a, a younger kid with you, have them go out and drill the hole and measure it. Don't, don't guesstimate. Um, and then wait for, wait for 14, 16 inches to take your truck. I know I don't like to put my truck in the water. It's not good for the upholstery. <laughs> That's a fact. And, 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 a, and remember, side by side, the, the super four-seater Taj Mahal with a cap loaded with a bunch of bodies. Um, no, just take your just take your four-wheeler or side-by-side, a small one, and uh, unless you got good enough ice, uh, you know, it's it's the same. I got a truck on tracks, and I didn't pick a Suburban. I picked a, a lighter truck. I got a little forerunner from a Chesterberg to put on there. It's all about light. We don't need extra weight on the ice, but... Uh, Definitely get out there and have fun because the fish are fighting really well right now. Of course, you have days where there's low pressure or high pressure, and that'll slow it down just a little bit. But uh, this is about the best I've seen in a long time. You know, and I know that everybody wants to get out there for early ice because that's usually one of the best bites. But uh, I don't know why, bro, as the adults listening to this show uh, and adults that are going out there, why they have to keep being reminded every year not to be idiots. Well, and it's it's all about reading ice, and we have snow on the ice now, so you can't look at the thickness of the cracks or the universal uh, uh, freeze or the age of the ice. Right now, you have to drill, and literally, and, and always have your spikes. Anybody without spikes, I catch people, and I'm like, I don't see your spikes. Well, I got them in my pocket. Well, you're, you're not going to find them if you go through. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have them out where you can get at them, and I have a frable suit, and it's they're right there in front, and... Uh, you know, if you're prepared, nothing will happen. If you're not unprepared, the worst could happen. So, But I, I drill, like, even when I go out on Winnie and I go fish some of the humps, like the question mark, I drill the whole way. And I'm not like Jack LaLanne or anything. I'm not in super, super good shape, but it's good for you. I drill, then I wave Heather up with the machine, and she follows behind, or I'll have one of my buddies do that. Usually, no matter who I'm with, I end up doing all the drilling because... If I don't, they won't go. And so I drill the whole way, but then you could ride all the way back in. And that's how you check ice. You don't take a shortcut and say, I'll drill one hole. Oh, yeah, it's good. You know, uh, trust me, uh, I've, I've watched trucks go through the ice, and you just scratch your head and say, why did they just drive there? Yeah. And uh, so safety first. And I know safety, everybody pounds it, but we don't need any, any black eyes in ice fishing. There's... The media takes it out of control, and uh, so just uh, get out there and have fun. And remember, bull shot spoons, light line. There's no reason to use heavy line through the ice. The fish have nowhere to go. We don't have trees under the ice in our neck of the woods. They're not flooded reservoirs. There's a few weeds, so you can get by with three, four pound test on walleyes. And if you get a big one, well, you're not trying to lift them by the line. Get them up to the hole and grab them, and. Uh, when they get to the hole, that's where a lot of people lose fish. They try to horse them, and then they end up getting their spoon caught on the ice. You get a big fish on, you know it's going to make two or three runs at the hole. Then once you turn their nose, flip them up on the ice. 
Okay. The, the crappies are on fire, uh, and there's no wrong spot to go. We all know our spots. Go out there and have fun and uh, catch fish, but, you know, you don't need to survive on them. You know, just take what you need to eat and uh, and have a good time. And Red Lake's a guilt-free lake for eating fish. It's loaded with walleyes, and we can only fish a small part of it, so enjoy. Okay. You mentioned Glow Shot. Anything else in the uh, in the world of ice fishing? Any new product out there you're liking? Oh, I, I love the, the Helix uh, Ice 7 G2 uh, because it has a multispectral chirp sonar. Uh, if you're if you're buying a, a depth finder and it ain't uh, multitasking GPS, uh, you're paying just you're paying the same price for a depth finder. Look at the Helix. There's a reason that they're almost sold out right now. Is you can mark spots, you can use them in open water, you could deploy your trolling motor in the summertime on these winter units uh, when you if you want to use them in summertime. Uh, and then Aquaville. You don't get wet fingers anymore. It's got a reel on the back, micro camera, HD cameras, even with a new film remover. So you, if your naked eye couldn't see down there, the Aquaview can because it has a, a program to remove all dingy water on the new HDs. And they're popular for fish ulcers because you could, you could see so far and you could put them on a big screen. But those are some of the unique things. And then with Northland, don't forget the old buckshot. We hammered quite a few fish on buckshots also. Red red uh, buckshots, uh, the red glow, and then uh, day glow perch. And our area is a, is an area that they love golden perch. Yep, and don't forget your – and check out the Frable Bubblers. They have one that you can actually – it's strong. You can sit on it. It's heavy duty, and it's uh, it's got a quiet bubbler, so it isn't going to drive you nuts when you're out there. Okay. It's called a Magnum Bait Cooler. For those on the southern edge of Paul Bunyan Country, maybe can't make it all the way up to Red Lake, where would you send them? Uh, if they're on the southern edge, uh, just go fish Irving Freezes first. Check out Irving. That's always a good bet. And then uh, work your way over to uh, Leech Lake, uh, maybe the Sandpoint area. Watch out for that, that river flowing there. you got to go way left. And then, you know, go out of a Trapper's Landing on the south end of Leech and go get some big walleyes. You don't want to catch small ones. You want to catch big ones? Go to Leech Lake and run down to Trapper's Landing. You'll have a good time, and then you can hit reeds on the way and load up. <laughs> or if you're going north, go to Northwoods Bait and Tackle. Those guys are so cool. I always like to stop and say hi. Even if I don't need anything, I just go say hi to them because they're awesome. Okay, awesome. So tell me about the the Bro Road Show. What's that? Uh, the Bro Road Show is uh, for my sponsors. I go out on the road to the Twin Cities, Detroit. And, uh, and I like to talk about spon- our, our, my sponsor product, but I also, you can uh, win a trip to fish with me, a little tournament where we call it Beat the Bro. Okay. And so if you want to check that out, it's on, it's on my Facebook or it's on Frable uh, Facebook. If you want to beat the bro, you think you can beat me on the ice, enter. And not only that, we're going to have a lot of fun no matter who wins because we're fishing. Yeah. <laughs> It, you, you get to go fishing with me, and it doesn't cost you anything, so definitely uh, enter that one. It's kind of a little a fun spin on, on getting people out ice fishing. So you're busy with the road show, but are you still doing some guide trips here in the winter? Oh, absolutely. I, I don't guide as much during the winter. I just, uh, between the, the boat show or the, uh, the bro road show and the other commitments I have, I do get out, but not as much as I used to it. 
but in open water, I uh, I do get out quite a bit, and I save it most of it for open water. And but I you will see me on the ice, uh, and if I'm not on the ice uh, guiding, I'll be shooting uh, shows and and commercials and and uh, product lines. All right, so you 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 remain a busy man. Oh yeah, it's it's good to be busy because grass doesn't grow on a on a busy person. <laughs> What's uh, if we want to check you out on uh, social media? What are the uh, best ways to do that? Uh, go to uh, Brian Brozdal or go to the Bro Road Show, and you can see my scheduled dates. And I put everything online so everybody can see where I'm at all the time, and they can follow the adventure, the retail adventure. And then uh, we'll have some more uh, stuff we'll shoot this winter and give people ideas where to fish, how to catch them, and just simple tips because I want people to get out fishing. Uh, that's that's what drives our economy, and, and not only that, it's fun, and it's good for the kids to get away from the computers. So definitely uh, check that out, or if you want to book a trip this summer, uh, go to brosguideservice.com. The winter, I'm pretty pretty well stacked, but uh, give me a shout this summer, and you'll be able to check out my new Ranger boat I'm getting. Nice, nice. Hey, uh, put on your Santa hat quick before we wrap it up, uh, and give us a good uh, couple of couple three items that are reasonably priced that we could get uh, an outdoorsman for Christmas. Uh, if, glow shot spoons and jigs, number one. Uh, a straight line uh, reel for the pan fisherman, and then if if you want to step up a little bit more. A Helix Five is a good starter. They're they're very inexpensive. They're cheaper than than the other sonars, and they have everything, everything. And then uh, an Aquaview Micro Five Revolution. It's got it tells you direction that you're pointing the camera, the zoom, it records, and then of of course the easiest one is Frable retractable spikes, so that your uh, your people or your kids or your spouse are safe when they're out there ice fishing. That's an easy gift. That's seven bucks so i'd go out and get that right away all right you got the word from santa bro hey brian thanks for your time today we appreciate it i'm sure we'll be talking to you soon yeah merry christmas everybody and i hope to see some good photos on on uh, facebook this has been paul bunyan country outdoors hear it exclusively on kbun fm 104.5 thursdays at twelve forty and saturday mornings at 8